0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Clark and Miller English Podcast. And if this is your first time here, then just welcome. Welcome. Good to have you here. Our numbers keep growing like some sort of crazy bacteria, but like a nice bacteria like you find in in yogurt and stuff. Um, So yeah, welcome back. And um, today... We're we're doing something a bit different today. Um, I thought it would be fun for me just to speak without any script or really any plan, completely naturally, and then see what kind of language comes out of my weird mouth. And um, so that's what we've got today. I'm I'm, going to talk about um, New Year's, uh, good ones, bad ones, and uh, Christmas meals. Oh, the church bells are going. I'll keep those in. Why not? I live right next to a church. Uh, It's quite loud. So, yeah. um, Yeah, so we've got this sort of 20 minutes, I think, about 20 minutes, 15 minutes of of me talking quite naturally, like I normally do, not slowly. Um, But if that was a little bit tough for you, then stay on till after the end of the episode because uh, the second part of today's episode is uh, looking at what I said, looking at this fast, natural, sort of unthinking, spontaneous English and sort of analysing the interesting bits. So we've got some good listening to do but also some good sort of language building stuff afterwards. So yeah, I hope you stick around to the end. Lots of really interesting, uh, fun, grammatical features. Not just grammatical, like more like social features, what we call pragmatic features. Um, Anyway, I'll stop talking about it and I'll just give it to you. So uh, yeah, here we go. Um, Enjoy this. It's a Christmas and New Year's special. Okay, so as you probably heard in the introduction that I am going to record later, that's how these things work, I'm just going to talk today and just try and see what it sounds like just to go on a ramble, just to sort of talk very, very loosely about whatever mad, stupid ideas that pop into my head and share them with you. And I'm going to speak a bit more sort of naturally, a bit quicker than normal. I'm going to probably be a bit more myself, I suppose, because, you know, when I'm talking about grammar points or giving you English tips or even interviewing somebody, you know, I've got a certain hat on. I've got my podcaster's hat on and I'm kind of in podcaster mode. Um And now I just want to sort of just talk fast, faster than normal. A bit more sort of naturally than normal, just so you can hear what I sound like when I'm kind of speaking as I normally speak. Now it's going to be a bit more difficult, obviously, than, than other episodes where I speak very slowly and very clearly and make sure that you understand. But you know what? This is very important. This is, this is how a lot of people speak. A lot of people speak like me. You'll be terrified to hear. So, um, yeah, maybe get used to it a little bit. This is something that you, I don't expect you to understand everything, but just listen and try to sort of get the feeling of it. I mean, by now, you you know my personality quite a bit, so probably you'll be able to um, lock in to my weird thoughts as I tell them to you. Um, yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to have some sort of structure <laughs> to this. I haven't just decided just to completely speak my mind for half an hour, otherwise... That would be a bit mad, although maybe not. Maybe it'd be a good idea next time. If this goes well, I'll do that next time. And I thought because, you know, this is early December. I know we're a couple of weeks in already. Early December, early January. I know we're a couple of weeks in, but, you know, it's still New Year's. People are still saying Happy New Year out on the streets and in the shops. So first of all, Happy New Year whatever you did i hope you had a good one it's obviously been a really good year to see the back of everyone is very pleased to see the back of 2020 i don't think anyone can call this a particularly good year um yeah it was rubbish wasn't it like we don't need to go into that it was it was an awful year for for so many people and we're out of it and hopefully 2021 will be a bit nicer to everyone kinder more pleasant more respectful um yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes um but you know um we i want to talk a little bit about christmas as well i know not everyone listening celebrates christmas but i'm sure we're all aware this is something that happens in a lot of (laughs) a lot of something that happens as if we have no control over it something we do in a lot of uh, a lot of um many parts of the world um I've, It's interesting. I talk to a lot of students from all over the world. And for those who do celebrate Christmas, it's interesting how we all celebrate Christmas slightly differently. Um, so I think, you know, like in England and America and these Anglo countries, I think as far as I can see, we're the ones who do presents the most. I don't think anyone else does presents as much as we do. Um, I talk to people in places like Spain and Italy and so on and um in Germany, and it seems that presents really are for just for kids <laughs> in these countries and when when you when you become an adult, you grow out of this whole thing about expecting to get presents at Christmas, but um not us, not us anglo people apparently put um, places in like in places like u k and Australia and all those classic Anglo countries. Um, yeah, but we still expect presents. And this year, I'm happy to say I got some presents. Um, I won't go into the details. It's very boring to listen to other people talk about the presents they got. But, um, yeah, essentially Christmas tends to be about presents and food. Um, and I think as time, as I've got older, even though, you know, I'm still very excited. About getting presents at Christmas I've been getting more and more excited about the food Um, I don't know why this whole it's a time of year when you can really just eat what you want and and just enjoy that so I think yeah Christmas for me is becoming more and more about the food less and less about the presents even though I still enjoy both um yeah. Um, I, I remember one year, which was quite funny. A, a couple of things about food at Christmas in my own, my own life went both when I was a kid. Uh, one year my parents decided that, um, for Christmas dinner, we wouldn't have the traditional Christmas dinner. It was like a big roast, uh, roast something with potatoes and vegetables and stuff. Uh, but each of us, we have a family of four. This is me and my brother, and my parents. Each of us could choose. What we wanted to eat for Christmas. So we did. And I can't remember what my parents had. They had some sort of boring grown up adult food that grown ups eat and kids hate. So we just didn't pay any attention to that. But <laughs> I remember I, I chose, um, snails. I wanted like snails, you know, this famous French, uh, delicacy, which is snails in garlic butter sauce Um, if you didn't know that in some parts of the world snails are a delicacy now you're learning that and you might feel that's a bit weird but you know what snails are pretty delicious they were very very nice Um, so I I had snails and my brother Just had a plate of chips, nothing else. And it was Christmas, so he could. He had a plate of chips for Christmas lunch. I thought that was quite a funny, a funny thing about food and Christmas from my background. And I remember one other year, uh, we were in Jordan, um, on the Red Sea in the, in the port city of Aqaba, from where you can apparently see five different countries. Now I'm guessing those countries, Let's see if I can figure this out. From Aqaba at the end of the Red Sea. You've got the Red Sea, you know, between Africa and the Middle East. We were right at the end. And I'm guessing we could see Egypt, Jordan, because that's where we were, Israel, and Saudi Arabia. I don't know what the fifth country would have been. But uh, so there we were. And we decided t- for Christmas to go for a walk in one of the wadis. So what's a wadi? Wow, wow. A wadi is uh, a big, dried-up river, uh, and I think it, it, it when it rains once every year or once every several years in the desert, um, it becomes a river, a non-dried-up river, like an actual river again, but then disappears. I think that's what a wadi is, but don't quote me on that. We went out there because it's basically in the middle of the desert, and we wanted to see um, how uh, there's this sort of beautiful landscape. Um, but it was very cold because it was December and you know, it is the Middle East, but it was December and it was kind of raining and miserable. And we, it was Christmas day and my brother and I, we just got like, um, some computer game consoles. I think he got a, um, a Game Gear and I got an Atari Lynx and we just wanted to games instead. We were in the middle of this miserable weather and it was Christmas lunch and my parents had just brought some frozen, like some cold pizza. From the day before, and that was our Christmas lunch in in miserable, rainy Waddy, eating cold pizza. Um, you anyway, I look back at it now, and actually, I quite like it. But at the time, I just wanted to play Sonic the Hedgehog, probably. So, yeah, that was a Christmas. Some Christmas lunch memories there. Um, yeah, so. Um, also, um, I wanted to talk about some good New Year's Eves and some bad New Year's Eves. So, like, New Year's Eve is a weird one. I, more people celebrate it. But I think people get very big expectations on New Year's Eve. And, and often it's very disappointing. Um, this has been the case for me. And I remember one particular year, I was very young. I must have been about, like, 21 something like that, and I was I spent most of my time in those days hanging out with some friends uh, because they lived kind of across the road from me, and they lived in a sort of shared house so they're about four or five friends all living together, and uh I just spent so much time just going to their house, sitting down on the sofa, and watching them play computer games because I was 21 years old and I had no idea what to do with my life. So I obviously just spent it hanging out with friends, watching a bit of MTV. Yep, I'm from the MTV generation, watching a bit of MTV and watching my friends play computer games and just hanging out with them, really doing nothing. So that was my life for a bit around then. And it was with these friends that we wanted to celebrate New Year's Eve together. And we were looking for a party. We heard that there was a a house party happening somewhere. It was a party on the scene. So we were like, okay, let's go and find this house party. We know where it is, right? Yeah, sure, we know where it is, said someone in the group. I can't remember who. So we start walking in the streets in the general area of where this party is supposed to be. It's like eleven thirty. Walking around, where's the party? Oh, it's around here somewhere. Let's keep walking. We'll hear it. Walking around the streets, up and down streets, all empty, all quiet. No parties. Eleven forty-five. Really? Are you sure the party's around here somewhere? Yeah, yeah. We'll just keep going. Like it's a big area, but we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll find the party. We'll hear it. We'll hear it. same thing, keeping on walking, losing our uh, sense of joy and our sense of fun and actually starting to get a bit tired. 11.55, still no party, just empty dark streets. And we're starting to get a bit depressed because the prospect of New Year's Eve doing nothing had started to really seriously emerge. 12 o'clock, that's my phone, 12 o'clock midnight we could hear people screaming we could hear the fireworks going off but everything was in the distance these were not our people these were not our fireworks we were alone in a dark street at midnight on new year's eve not finding the party so after that we just gave up. We were like, okay, we've missed New Year's <laughs> New Year's Eve. We've missed the whole thing. Let's just hang out at the house. So we spent the rest of the evening doing what we always do. I, was, I spent it doing what I always did sit, when I had free time, sitting down at my friend's house on their sofa, watching them play computer games. But this time I was feeling particularly disappointed because we had completely failed on our New Year's Eve fun mission. So, yeah, that was a very disappointing New Year's Eve. And after that year, I decided I wouldn't take New Year's Eve very seriously. I didn't want to build up any expectations in order to be disappointed again like that. And yeah, it kind of worked because since then, I haven't been very big into New Year's Eve. When New Year's Eve comes, I'm not like, oh, yeah, great time for a big party there. Let's have the best New Year's Eve ever. I don't become that guy because, well, actually, no one really likes that guy, do they? But, um, yeah, it's, I've always been like, okay, if it's a fun night, then good. But if not, then it's fine. And, yeah, that, that's worked really well for me. Uh, so, yeah, and another New Year's Eve I really liked. Actually, it's two, um, but they're both in the same place and doing the same thing. So a few years ago, about five or six years ago, I moved, no, four or five years ago, four and a half years ago, to be precise, I moved to uh, a town, a city in Bulgaria called Plovdiv. Uh, It's the second biggest city in the country, but Bulgaria is not a very famous country, so most of you probably don't know about Plovdiv. Plovdiv is a very beautiful city. And it's on the plains. It's right in the middle of the plains of Bulgaria. So if you imagine Bulgaria as a sort of rectangle and, um, going left to right, west to east along the t- near the top of the rectangle, you've got a mountain range that goes all the way to the to the Black Sea on the east. And then also on the south, um, right on the edge of the south, again going left to right, west to east, towards Turkey, you have another mountain range. So there are two sort of horizontal mountain ranges going across the country. And between the two mountain ranges, you have like a big massive plain. So a plain is just a big flat area. I have written a blog post about geographical features and it includes the word plain. But yeah, a plain is a a big flat area. So the whole area around Plovdiv is very flat. Uh, lots of fields and lots of wineries in this area, but weirdly, Plovdiv's a strange, strange city because there are three or four random hills, just single hills, plonked right there, and as if they were just plonked right there in the middle of the city. Um, and it's very, it's very strange, very odd geographical feature. But it's nice. Uh, you climb up, you go up these hills, and from the top, because the whole area is flat. You can see for miles. You can really see very far. And you can see, like, the whole city quite easily because it's all flat. So, take that. That's okay. I'm going to give you two things about Plovdiv which will lead to the why the New Year's Eve thing I do is very, very good. So, that's one. Plovdiv is very flat with these hills from the top of which you can see the whole city. The second ingredient for this wonderful New Year's Eve event is the fact that in Bulgaria, basically, you could just walk into a store and buy pretty much any type of firework you like. I'm just going to check if this is still recording because my screen just changed. Let's have a look. It's still recording. Um, so you can buy any kind of firework at all. It's it's based there are basically next to no restrictions. Anyone buys fireworks. Anyone can buy fireworks and everyone does. So people love fireworks here and any excuse to celebrate and let off fireworks is taken enthusiastically uh, here in Plovdiv. So once you've got this combination of being on top of a hill at midnight where you can see the whole city and in that city, Pretty much every single man and his dog or every woman and his dog or every person and their dog has fireworks and is going crazy with their fireworks. So yeah, you have the most tremendous view of an entire city on fire, lit up like a Christmas tree or a New Year's Eve tree, I suppose. Um, and it's, I mean, there's not much to say about it. It's just, it's just fantastic. And, um, when we first came to Plovdiv, We went up our local hill um, called Ayosha and watched the city erupt uh, with fireworks. And we did the same thing this year. And it was fantastic. And there's not really much to say about it. You just have to imagine it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And on top of that, uh, the hill that we were standing on also had its own fireworks display, which was basically exploding just a few meters from our heads because it was the local firework display so not only could you see the whole city erupting in in masses of fireworks but also <laughs> there were some just above your head as well at the same time an incredibly intense and wonderful experience um yeah so that was my worst and my best new year's eve okay great so now comes the interesting part. <laughs> well, the last part was interesting too, right? But um, what I want to do now is uh, show you 12 clips from the listening, from the recording that you just listened to, and we can analyze them and have a look at the interesting sort of language stuff that's happening in these uh, clips. So here's the first clip, clip one from the recording. I thought because, you know, this is early December. I know we're a couple of weeks in already. Early December. Early January. I know we're a couple of weeks in. but Okay, so I'm saying this is early December. I know we're a couple of weeks in already. Uh, early, then I stop. Early December. Early January. So what I'm doing here is I've made a mistake. I said early December instead of early January because it is early January, not early December. I stop speaking, I repeat my mistake, but with a special voice. I say, early December, as if to say, oh, that's ridiculous, early December. Of course, it's not early December. And then I correct myself, early January. So this is kind of a normal strategy that a lot of people use when they make a mistake. You make a mistake, you stop, you repeat your mistake in a ridiculous voice, early December, and then you say the correct thing. Uh, Here are a couple of other examples. You could say something like, yeah, I met up with Johnny to talk about Johnny, Jeremy. I met up with Jeremy to talk about Johnny's surprise party. Stop, repeat the mistake in the ridiculous voice, correct the mistake, and then say it again. Uh, Another example, I think the kids are going to like what you did to the bedroom, bedroom, what you did to the bathroom that's it very simple technique stop highlight the problem with the ridiculous voice and then correct it and maybe say the sentence again if you need to and i thought because you know this is early december i know we're a couple of weeks in already early december early january i know we're a couple of weeks in okay let's move on to clip two I hope you had a good one. It's obviously been a really good year to see the back of. Everyone is very pleased to see the back of 2020. I don't think anyone can call this. Up. OK, so I said it's obviously been a really good year to see the back of. Everyone was very pleased to see the back of 2020. OK, um, so this is just a, a piece of vocabulary, but I, I like it. And I think it was it was good to highlight this one. See the back of. What does it mean? you can kind of guess, right? It means see the end of. We were all pleased to see the end of 2020, to see the back of something or to see the back of someone. And usually we talk about how it's nice. It's good to see the back of him or it's good to see the back of her or it's good to see the back of 2020 or, you know, everyone was pleased to see the back of 2020. See the back of. I hope you had a good one. It's obviously been a really good year to see the back of. Everyone is very pleased to see the back of 2020. I don't think anyone can call this a- Okay, let's go for clip three. Celebrates Christmas, but I'm sure we're all aware this is something that happens. In a lot of... <laughs> a lot of something that happens as if we have no control over it. Something we do in a lot of, uh, a lot of um, many parts of the world. Okay, so this is the same as clip one. The same thing is going on here. It's this uh, stopping, highlighting the problem uh, with the ridiculous voice and uh, correcting it. The only difference here is that I also um, kind of make a comment on how ridiculous the mistake is. So, you know, I say, "Um, but I'm sure we're all aware this is something that happens, something that happens. So the ridiculous voice and then comment. As if we have no control over it. As if we had no control over it. So there's a comment about how ridiculous the mistake is. And then the correction. Something we do in many parts of the world. Something we do, not something that happens. Okay, so um, it's good to comment on the mistake. So uh, here's a, just one more example. Um, oh yeah, so what time do you get out of prison? <laughs> what time? Like whether it's five o'clock is important when when do you get out of prison so again you stop you highlight the mistake you make a comment on how ridiculous the mistake is if you want and then you correct the mistake and continue celebrates christmas but i'm sure we're all aware this is something that happens in a lot of a lot of something that happens as if we have no control over it something we do in a lot of uh, a lot of um, many parts of the world Okay, let's go for clip four. Christmas dinner. We wouldn't have the traditional Christmas dinner. It was like a big roast. Uh, roast something with potatoes and vegetables and stuff. Uh, but each yeah. of us... So I say it was like a big roast. Roast something with potatoes and vegetables and stuff. Okay, interesting stuff here. Interesting stuff. We use this word stuff and words like stuff and things and something all the time we don't have to be specific all the time in fact if we are specific all the time it does sound strange imagine i don't know um you got some flowers from a friend who was visiting you and then you you ask your partner where shall i put these red roses shall i put them here or there red roses you wouldn't say oh where shall i put these red roses you you'd just say where shall i put the flowers so we become less specific when the context is clear. And we often get very unspecific and we just say stuff and things. And this is good because we don't need to name things all the time, right? If the context is clear, you don't need to use precise words. So um here's a, a classic example. Hey, where shall I put all this stuff? Where shall I put all this stuff? I'm imagining a big box of lots of different things. You wouldn't say, where shall I put this Lego and this book and this rather strange picture of the Queen? Like, no, you would just say this stuff. Um, Another example. Sorry, I can't come out tonight. I've just moved house and I've got to unpack all my stuff. Again, stuff used for just lots of things. Uh, We don't have to be specific. Um also we use something uh, sometimes especially when we're talking about ages. Uh, if you're not sure how old someone is, you can say, "Oh yeah, Kirsty, she's I know she's like 20 something, I guess, 20 something, 30 something." Again, being vague is perfectly good English. You can be general. You don't have to be specific all Christmas the time. dinner. We wouldn't have the traditional Christmas dinner. It was like a big roast, uh, roast something with potatoes and vegetables and stuff. Uh, but okay, clip five. Here we go. And my brother just had a plate of chips, nothing else. And it was Christmas, so he could. And my brother just had a plate of chips, nothing else. And it was Christmas, so he could. Okay, so this is the power of auxiliaries. Uh, auxiliary verbs, he could. We stop there. We don't use any other verbs. Um, now, I covered this in episode seven of the Clark and Miller English podcast. Uh, that episode is called How to Sound Smart and Witty in English. It's quite a funny episode. So if you like funny episodes, do check it out. And I talk about auxiliaries. Um I won't go into detail about how auxiliaries work, but here are just a couple more examples. Why did he climb Everest? Well, he could. So he did. And Sami really wanted to graduate before the summer, but as much as he tried, he didn't. Okay. Uh, auxiliaries just basically save you from repeating verbs and repeating actions and repeating nouns and repeating large bits of sentences. You can just use didn't or couldn't or was or has or would, depending on the auxiliary. Like I said, check out episode seven for some more detail on that. Okay. And my brother just had a plate of chips, nothing else. And it was Christmas, so he could. Clip number six, here we go, disappears. I think that's what a waddy is, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, so I said, I think that's what a waddy is, but don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. This phrase, don't quote me on that. We use this when we're not sure if we're completely correct. We think we're telling the truth. We think we've got something correct. We're not 100%, so we don't want to give people a false sense of security. We don't want people to think that that's what you think, just in case you're wrong. So, yeah, to protect yourself, to save yourself, you can say, don't quote me on that. One more example, um, a classic example. I think the train gets in quite late, but don't quote me on that. So, I think the train gets in quite late, but I'm not sure... But don't quote me on that. And disappears. I think that's what a wadi is. But don't quote me on that. All right. Clip seven. It's supposed to be. It's like 11.30. We're walking around. Okay. So I just wanted to draw your attention to pronunciation here. Because I think for a lot of people, it was very difficult to figure out what I was saying. Um, I said, it's like we're walking around. Like we're watering, what's this weird word? Slike, slike we're walking around. Okay, we're walking around, but slike, slike we're walking around. Well, it, it's in, it's quite simple, really. It's it's like it's like. But, you know, when we're speaking, we don't separate words like this. We don't say it's like we're walking around. We're not robots. Humans are lazy. This happens in every language. We cut out as much as we can as long as the communication is strong. So it's like just becomes slike. You will hear this word, quote unquote, this word slike a lot uh, when you listen to people speaking English. Um Yeah, slike. Uh, It's like he was never here. It's like he was never here. It's like he was never here. Oh, that feels good to say. It's like he was never here. It's like he was never here. It's like he was never here. Um, And just a small comment on this. Listening is very difficult. I, I appreciate listening skills are important and very, very difficult for a lot of people. So I think it would help you to remember that words are fake. Words as we think of them, separate little pieces that represent different parts of language. You know, this is quite, we've been speaking for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times longer than we've been reading and writing, maybe thousands, I don't know. But writing is quite a new thing. It doesn't really represent how the information is is processing and, and what 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 we actually hear so just remember that don't always think in terms of words think in terms of like pieces of sound slike is a good example that represents three words but you just say slike it's supposed to be it's like eleven thirty walking around where's the party okay moving on uh, clip number nine this is clip number eight my numbering sucks okay this is clip clip number eight um, and it's not 12 after all. It's going to be 10. Um, okay, clip number eight. Here we go. Because there are three or four random hills, just single hills, plonked right there, and as if they were just plonked right there in the middle of the city. Um, if- so I said there are three or four random hills, single hills, plonked, as if they were just Plonked there, right in the middle of the city. I just wanted to talk about this because I thought it was quite interesting. Uh, this word plonked. Um, so yeah, we use this thing like just plonked there. I guess this is the phrase we're looking at. Just plonked there. Um, and it means basically when things just sort of look like they've been very randomly placed somewhere. Um the verb to plonk actually means to put something down without caring uh, or without thinking about it. Um, think about people who help you move your your stuff. When you move house, you call the removal men, right? in the removal I saw it not always men the removal people. that sounds like a, a an interesting graphic novel, the removal people. Anyway, you call the removal people and they come and they carry your boxes and help you move all your stuff, right? But um, a lot of them, you know, they're just not that good, are they? So <laughs> they just plonk all the stuff down wherever they want. And you have to, like, look, look, check the make sure it's not broken and put it in the right place. That's plonk. Think of the removal people. Um, and, yeah, we use this, like, just plonked there, you know, just plonked there, meaning, like, there, it feels like it's just been put there for with no sort of thought. Um I'm going to just give you one example, but it's quite a funny example. Here it is. His eyes look really weird, as if they were randomly plonked on his face. So yeah, when his eyes are just plonked on his face, they're, they're in a strange position on his face. Or um, the hills in our city are just plonked there. They're just in a very strange places, as if some god has just put them there without really thinking about it. Okay, plonked just plonked there there are three or four random hills just single hills plonked right there and as if they were just plonked right there in the middle of the city um okay let's go on to clip number nine fireworks anyone can buy fireworks and everyone does okay i just said anyone can buy fireworks and everyone does This is just another example of uh, the auxiliaries. So we were looking at those in clip five. Um, Just another example of auxiliaries. Uh, Anyone can buy fireworks and everyone buys fireworks. Not very natural. Lots of repetition. Anyone can buy fireworks and everyone does. Yeah, again, check out How to Sound Smart and Witty in English, episode 7 of the Clark and Miller English podcast, if you want some more details on that, which you do. Fireworks. Anyone can buy fireworks, and everyone does. Finally, clip 10. In that city, pretty much every single man and his dog, or every woman and his dog, or every person and their dog. Okay, so I said pretty much every single man and his dog, or every woman and her dog, or every person and their dog. As fireworks. So a couple of things are going on here. Um, first of all, we have this phrase, every man and his dog, uh, basically meaning absolutely everyone. Um, usually we, we use it to talk about people uh, attending something, you know, the town, did you go to the, did you go to the town meeting? Every man and his dog was there. What I'm doing in here is also um, kind of correcting the phrase it's a little old-fashioned i want to include to be a bit more inclusive and to include um everybody so every man and his dog or every woman and her dog or every person and their dog but yeah the the basic phrase is every man and his dog and in that city pretty much every single man and his dog or every woman and his dog or every person and their dog has fireworks, and is going crazy. Yes, and that's it. So there we go. There were like 10 things that really um, kind of stood out for me when I listened back to what I said. Mm. Um, And I thought that they'd be very useful for people who are learning English. People like you, probably. Or if you're a teacher, um, interesting features to teach, um, eh, teach English with. Because, yeah, when we speak naturally, there are all sorts of interesting things happening. And these things are very difficult to put in a book or to put in a syllabus or to put in a curriculum. So you can just draw them out of natural sounding conversation. And that's what I hope I managed to do today. If there was anything else from this audio that you thought was interesting or that you didn't understand, please just send me an email and um, i can bring it up in future episodes uh so yeah it's gabriel at clarkandmiller.com just send me a little note uh, telling me where in the which time in the podcast episode you heard something interesting or you thought i missed something or you didn't understand something and we'll uh, we'll talk about it meanwhile thanks very much for listening It's been a pleasure, as always, and uh, yeah, I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Until then, goodbye.